Hello everyone, welcome to yet another edition here of Sports Extra. I'm Lance Vieser, she is Carla Murata, and we have kicked Alec Osmus to yeah. the curb this we week. We had enough. We don't need him, do we, Carly? <laughs> At least not for this week. Alec gets a week off as mm -hmm. he was helping us out yesterday, but uh, who knows, maybe he'll be in the comments section. And if you want, you can be in the comments section as well here. If you're watching us right now on Facebook Live, feel free to chime in. We're going to be talking about a top 25 matchup here between the Badgers and Northwestern. And we're going to turn around and talk after that about a big Packers game. One of the toughest ones they have left on the schedule as they travel to Indianapolis. But first, Carly, I wanted to talk about the game on ABC, mm -hmm. which is going to be on Saturday afternoon. Yep. It's Wisconsin against Northwestern. This will be the first real test for the Badgers. I mean, we thought Michigan might be a test, but clearly Michigan's not very good. Yep. Northwestern has looked pretty good, and particularly on the defensive mm -hmm. side is where there's some challenges, aren't there, Carly? Yeah, and you know, this is going to be a defensive battle. Wisconsin is the nation's number one defense right now through two games, but Northwestern is pretty good. So let's look at some of their stats through the first four games of their season. They rank second behind Wisconsin in total defense allowing 300 yards per game, second in scoring defense, allowing 14 points per game. Their third in pass efficiency in the FBS. They actually have eight interceptions this year. They do allow, you know, 210 yards in, in the pass game, but with that eight, eight interceptions, that's huge for them. They're second in rushing defense, allowing 91 yards per game. So specifically with that rushing defense, we saw the Badgers run game come alive against Michigan last week. They had 341 yards on the ground. A ton of guys contributed. We saw the emergence of Jalen Berger, Nikia Watson looked great. Um, Danny Davis off those jet sweeps looked really good. So I think it was big for Wisconsin to get those guys going last week against Michigan heading into this game against Northwestern that has a stout defensive line. Um, and then just another thing is that if the Badgers can get that run game going, it can take some of that pressure off Graham Mertz in the passing game. I men mentioned those eight interceptions. He just said he has to be on point with his reads. And he said games like this, he's really excited for. And, you know, Lance, they might have Garrett Groshek back or Isaac Arendo to help out with that run game as well. Um, but we won't know till game time, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, Paul Christ hinting there would be a few more reinforcements coming in this week. Again, there's that 21-day waiting period for the coronavirus positive test until when you can play again. So we are expecting some more players who sat out last week to be back in this week. You, you mentioned, Carly, this is a really good defense, mm -hmm. and I think Graham Mertz is going to be tested maybe for the first time this season, and it's going to be interesting also to see. You kept mentioning the running game, and that's mm -hmm. important here because we've seen some different running backs now being used, and they did have some success last week, didn't have great success in week one. Can this team line up and just like smash it down somebody's face like they have in years past? We haven't proven that yet. We're going to see how balanced they can be on the offensive end. And if Graham Mertz can maybe just take it upon his shoulders and go out and get some points on his own if he has to. So that's going to be interesting to watch. I really think, though, there is a possibility this is going to be a low-scoring game. And that's because... On the flip side, Northwestern, while they have a great defense, they are not necessarily offensively high-powered, although it's odd. They've been okay. You look at their scoring offense, 29 points per game. That's solid, sixth in the Big Ten. But look at the total offense. They rank 12th in total offense, 12th in passing, just 7th in rushing. 
What all this adds up to is that this is a chance really for the Badgers. I think this is the type of offense that they should be able to slow down, should offer up less than 29 points that you saw that right now Northwestern is averaging. This could be a real smash mouth football game is kind of what it's shaping up to be. Well, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, Wisconsin offensively, no one's been able to slow them down yet. Mm -hmm. There is always that chance that they come out and score a bunch of points. But I think what's more likely when you look at how good these two defenses are is that we're going to see a little bit more of a low-scoring game than what we've seen the past couple weeks from the Badgers. That, that's my inkling. Anyway. Yeah, and, you know, the last six meetings between the two teams have been decided by 14 points or less, so um, I think it's going to be a tight game. And another thing with that defense uh, on the Badgers side of it all, they have that experienced D-line that they were expecting more from this year with um, the loss of Chris Orr and Zach Bond. But, you know, they do rank 13th in the Big Ten in sacks so far through two games. So um, I know... Defensive coordinator Jim Leonard said that he wanted to get more pressure on the quarterback and he thought they kind of played sloppy at the end towards uh, against Michigan. So um, I think that's something that will be important against Northwestern, hopefully just getting some more pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, when you lose guys like Zach Bond to the NFL, you, you kind of fought to find guys to fill that pass rushing mm -hmm. role. Hasn't quite happened yet for the Badgers, but we got to remember, even though we're, what, a month and a half into the season, they've only played two, two games, games. You know, exactly. two games, so they're still really feeling these things out. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to talk about this game more a little bit later when we make our prediction segment. For now, though, let's shift some gears. We're going to talk about the Sunday afternoon matchup as the Green Bay Packers head to Indianapolis, and we have looked at their schedule moving forward for the Packers, and it's pretty favorable over the past, uh, over the last month and a half here for them. This might be their toughest game, though, Carly. Mm -hmm. And when you look at Indianapolis, what really stands out to you here for this matchup? Yeah, so I feel like I have a similar script that I just had for the Badger game, but this Colts defense is really good. In fact, they are the number one overall defense in the league. They're number two against the pass, number three against the run, number four in scoring defense, six in turnover differential. They have 11 interceptions this year. All around, they're really good. Um, an area that the Packers can take advantage is in the red zone. Uh, they're allowing teams to score 64% of the time in the red zone, and Green Bay has proved that they are a good team in the red zone. So that'll be big. But um, one thing is they did add DeForest Buckner in the offseason. So when listening to a Colts insider on um, a podcast recently, he was just saying that Buckner is the glue. He's what's made this Colts defense better this year. He's improved their rushing defense and he's kind of the reason that they do have that number one overall defense and uh, so you know similarly if the Packers can get that run game going against the Colts it's going to be a huge challenge but that once again will take some pressure off Aaron Rodgers so like I said kind of a similar script here in both of the, of the games but um, what do you think lands with the Packers and this really, really good Colts defense. What I think is it's important that Devontae Adams was practicing yep. today. So it yep. appears he's going to play. Alan Lazard could play in this game. He could be back for the first time since week three. That's going to be huge. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw the football. That, that defense is good enough where they can stack up against Aaron Jones and really force the Packers to do things, both facets of the offense here. So it is a very, very, very tough defense here against the Colts. So the Packers are going to have their work cut out for them, which is why I think this might come down to the Packers' defense. And I want to show you what the Colts have done on the offensive side, which they've been okay. I mean, right in the middle of the pack, 27 points per game, roughly speaking, right in the middle of the pack with total offense. You look at the rushing offense, and this is important, because what has Green Bay struggled against? Teams that run the football. 
Now the Colts really thought coming into this year that they were going to be a smash mouth team because they turn around, they draft Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. They had what's supposed to be a really good offensive line and they were going to run full steam ahead with some really good running backs. They had Marlon Mack, if you remember, coming back this year, Naheem Hines, and then Jonathan Taylor worked those running backs in. They bring in Phillip Rivers. It's like, okay, we can be balanced, whatever. But it's actually been the passing game that has been uh, the thing that's really carried them offensively. And what we know about Phillip Rivers in his career, he'll throw some interceptions. Mm -hmm. And this is a game where I think the Packers' defense can be opportunistic. Get after the passers for Indianapolis and go get you some uh, some interceptions, get you some turnovers, mm -hmm. uh, and turn around and change this game momentum-wise because I think points are going to be hard to come by. You can't just plan to go 80 yards every time on these long fields against the Colts. That's not how you're going to be able to beat them. You're going to need some short fields. In order to do that, the defense needs to get either some three and outs or some turnovers to flip the game script a little bit. So, uh, also, we want to talk about some predictions, Carly. Are you ready to do that as yes. well? Yes, and we did want to mention that J.R. Alexander and Kevin King. Kevin, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. They are both back, right? Yes. It appears that uh, we're going to find out here. Uh, the injury report comes out momentarily. Yes. We're going to get the final word on those. But uh, on the offensive side, that was what I was looking at, which yeah. to me was very important, was Devontae Adams was a big one. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, he did not practice, kind of scared everyone. Today, he did practice. Matt LaFleur hinted he's going to play in this game. So that is vitally important. All right, it is prediction time, and okay. here we go. Let's start with the Badgers and Northwestern. Okay, so for this game, the Badgers are seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Northwestern, a place that they have struggled at, Carly. Yep. So what's it going to be? Will the Badgers win by eight-plus points? Look, I think Northwestern is good. Obviously, they're undefeated, but they don't really have that tough of a schedule, to be honest. So I think uh, this is going to be a surprise when the Wisconsin football team comes in to Northwestern this year, and I think that they will cover the spread. This is a game where everything on paper says what you just said, okay? <laughs> the Badgers are a better team, but they are every time they go to Evanston, and then it just keeps happening. They have lost five of six in Evanston. They've been ranked a couple of those times. We saw them go in uh, two years ago, and then they lost 31 to 17 and that was with Jonathan Taylor and it was just it was a mess so my mind's telling me no um <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm gonna just stick with the Badgers because again I have these bad memories of all these times that they've gone to Northwestern and I'm like yeah they're gonna win they're gonna win easily Northwestern's not that good and then they turn around and they lose but I'll tell you what fine Carly I talked myself into it I will say the Badgers will cover the spread on okay. this one they'll win by eight plus points because like you I just I have questions as to how good Northwestern is mm -hmm. I just don't know if they're legit I'd mentioned offensively they're not that impressive so I guess I'm going to just say all right Badgers find a way eight plus points I'm going to believe uh what we've seen here the first two games with the Badgers that they they are that good offensively they have looked really good mm -hmm. that was obviously the question was how would they look with Graham Mertz they've looked good all right Moving on to the Packers here. This one's real interesting. So yeah. the Packers, uh, they opened actually as favorites uh, at the beginning of this week. It's now flipped in the opposite direction where the Colts are favored by a point and a half at home. How do you feel about this one, Carla? Um, <laughs> you know, this is hard. I was going back and forth before this um, on this game, but... I think just, you know, the Packers, this isn't a good game for the Packers. And they didn't give me enough confidence just coming off that Jaguars game. Um, the Colts are just so dominant defensively, and I haven't seen enough from the Packers against a good defensive team to be confident in them. So um, I'm going to take the Colts to cover, but I do think that this is going to be a close game, and I'm taking the Colts in this. 
I always hate when I agree like twice uh, with you. <laughs> Should you go first? <laughs> uh, here's the deal. By the way, the last two times that these two teams have played, it's been a combined eight-point differential. What was odd to me is I read, I wasn't able to double-check it, but I read from the Packers, they put out their, I believe they're winless in Indianapolis yeah. in their history. Yep. Very interesting. Right now, Indianapolis is 3-1 and one at home. Now, they haven't played maybe the greatest schedule. Uh, they did beat Tennessee last week. That was impressive. Mm -hmm. They've beaten Chicago. They've beaten Minneapolis or Minnesota, sorry. So uh, it's been okay as far as who they played. But like you said, that defense scares me. Mm -hmm. At home, I'm going to have to say that maybe this is, this is one of the one or two slip-ups that I saw on the schedule potentially for the Packers as they close out this season. You know, I'm going to go with the Colts here in this one. It, it scares me just enough with that defense for the Colts to say that I think on the road, this would be one where the Packers could potentially slip up, take it out. So I will take the Colts minus one and a half in that one. So uh, we do want to mention that we are going to be your home here for college football this weekend on mm -hmm. ABC, by the way. We mentioned that big top 25 showdown, Northwestern and Wisconsin. It'll be at 2.30 Saturday. Right here on ABC, you'll be able to watch that game that day. And then Carly will be there in person. Yep. You're going to be covering the game. And you will have a report for us coming up in the late newscast on WKOW as well. So you can check out full game recap of what happens for Wisconsin as they look to remain undefeated in Big Ten play. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of Sports Extra. As always, you can join us here on Fridays on Facebook Live, or you can check us out on WKOW.com after the fact. Either way, we love when you join us, and we hope that you have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Yeah. Say goodbye to the people, Carl. All right, thank you so much for watching.